Welcome to today's episode of ICRA Exclusive, a podcast by Remodel Health. We're here to guide you through the complex world of health insurance and tell you everything you need to know about individual coverage health reimbursement arrangements. Whether you're a health insurance novice or a seasoned pro, get ready to revolutionize the way you view healthcare. All right, welcome back to the ICRA exclusive podcast. I'm your host, Travis Hall, with John Staub and Justin Clements. This is is awesome, Justin. This is awesome, Travis. This is John here, by the way. This This is Justin. I'm so excited to be talking about what's happening with ICRA and uh, potential law changes or additions. Or actual changes as well. The actual stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things happening legislatively. And something that I'm really excited about is um, that you're seeing states adopt new credits or dollars for employers that are adopting ICRAs. Yeah. Because some of the lawmakers have seen what ICRAs doing and all the growth, and and they're, they're going, why aren't more employers using this? This can help business in our state. Yeah, This can absolutely. help attract the right people to our state. And uh, they're throwing dollars at it, which is exciting, right? Well, yeah. you look at Indiana right now, House Bill 1004 passing. What is that exactly, Travis? Tell us what that means. Yeah, so it's really exciting that uh, Indiana is one of the first uh, to really, on a state level, to be able to endorse, uh, and probably endorsement is not the right word, but uh, to really help sponsor uh, ICRA. And so what it's doing is basically going to give your employers $400 uh, back uh, to the employers, basically, uh, for the first year for employees switching over to an ICRA and $200 the next year. And so that in itself is something uh, that uh, where Indiana is getting really behind uh, behind it. Yeah. So you're saying if you're an employer <clears throat> in Indiana, and you have to be a large employer, right? Or is it any employer? No, you do not have to be a large employer. Okay. That's you, awesome. You have to be on a group plan today. Yep. So if you're an employer with 100 employees in Indiana and you decide that you've been listening to the ICRA exclusive podcast. That's right. And you go, wow, we should be doing this. You talk to your broker. He said, actually, I'm working with Remodel Health right now. (laughs) We can help you do this, right? So and you're in Indiana, you have 100 employees and you switch from your group plan to an individual plan uh, through ICRA. Each employee is going to get $400 from the state of Indiana. Right. And so here, this is, I want to read it right from here. That's so, $40,000. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is also, too, I just want to make note that this is under 50 okay. uh, employees. Under 50. Okay. Under 50. Under 50. That's yep. great. Small businesses. Yeah. Awesome. This is really going towards the small business. Great. And so, basically saying, you know, uh, it is a credit against the qualified taxpayer's state tax liability for a qualified contribution for a qualified taxpayer with less than 50 employees. And you get up to $400, the first year covered employees in that amount towards their health reimbursement arrangement. Guys, this is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's going to increase participation so incredibly. If you listen to our last podcast episode, maybe you just jumped in right now. You should listen to the last one, but we talked about community rating, which means the bigger the group of people, the better the prices. So this is awesome, Travis. And so that um, the $400, that's great, right? $400 per employee. Um, What that really, though, what this is telling me is that lawmakers in the state 
have identified that this is something that people need to look at, business owners need to look at. And they, they think that it's a good thing that's going to drive more business, going to drive better business, going to drive yep. healthier employees. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that, that whole kind of philosophy is very intriguing, and I wonder how many more states are going to adopt this and how we get this information into other state legislators' hands so other states can adopt the same type of structure. Yeah, there was a law down in Texas, and this is an older law, actually. If you want to look it up, this is Bill 1296 out of the Texas Senate. And it was not similar to ICRA particularly. It was around the individual marketplace plans. Feel free to look into this. But the state of Texas realized that individual plans were a good thing. And what they did is they said, hey, individual plans being a good thing, let's make them an even better thing because having more options and getting people onto these insurance plans and more of them. So anyway, Texas Senate Bill 1296 brought stability to the pricing that individuals would have on all of these amazing plans. So there are, you know, you look up any one zip code in Texas and they're anywhere from 20 to 50 different plans. So the state of Texas came in and said, let's stabilize the pricing for every single carrier for these plans. What it ended up actually doing, and they knew this, this is why they would do it, it was a 20% or so decrease on the monthly premiums for individual insurance plans. So I love the fact that Texas did this, you know, this was last year that this occurred and now the state of Indiana stepping in here. It's very exciting the way that it, states are seeing individual plans make sense. You know, just from a high level overview, just thinking of um, what makes any industry more competitive, more choice. Yeah. And consumerism, right? So we think, uh, you know, just from a, a philosophical standpoint, how do you get, how do you fix healthcare in America, mm. right? And you can talk to many experts. There's a lot of different opinions out there, but I think most of them agree on the single fact that you get the individual, the end user, to take ownership and make decisions that benefit them the best. Yeah. What better way to have someone in, engaged in their health care than starting with, hey, you pick and manage your plan, and then therefore you are in control. Not yeah. someone else picking the plan and saying, here it is, hope you like it, you can, you can accept or reject it. Even if you can't afford it, you know, good luck. This gives people the opportunity to control and take control of their own health plan that's yeah. consumerism yeah. yeah i think american consumers are the very best in the world and icra individual coverage hras has harnessed the power of the american consumer it's un unbelievable i don't think anyone would project it obviously when we are talking about laws we're talking about two sides having to somehow work alongside each other and sometimes with each other. And if we go all the way back to the Affordable Care Act signed in 2010, obviously there's a lot of commentary around that, but that is water under the bridge. It, you know, the ACA is Social Security for Health Insurance. It's, you know, water under the bridge. But since that time, 
it's incredible for us to see the way it individual plans took on a life of their own. And now across the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats alike are realizing the American individual paying for their own plan and picking their own plan is a really good thing for health insurance. And I'm ecstatic as an individual that I have more choices personally. I love the way that employers can help individuals be you know, their own controlled, you know, budgetary advisors on these plans. It's just awesome. And now the employers get out of having to make those decisions for their employees. And we're basically, we're seeing that. And now even legislatively, we're seeing that where everybody's saying, listen, this is a good thing for small businesses. And in fact, actually, I spoke with several legislators around uh, this one bill here in Indiana and I said, well, why did you guys go out and do this? Like, you, you're not in the insurance game. And I said, well, Travis, what we're wanting to do is help small businesses. Wow. And this is one way that we can help continue to grow small businesses. We're giving them dollars, but we're also helping them see, look, here is the new path for providing health benefits wow. for better Hoosiers yeah. here in Indiana. Yeah. And it was like, it was this epiphany that went off the same, wow. That not only like are like you know the entrepreneurs out there trying to build up and everything, but legislation starting to come alongside and say, listen, we're going to help support you. In fact, I was actually uh, in our one of our senators' offices, and uh, I was like, hey, this more on a federal level. Look, look what Indiana's doing. We've got thousands of people here in Indiana that are taking advantage of ICRA, and this is what it's doing for small businesses. And they're like, wow, this is this is amazing. And we're starting to even see it now uh, with, I think it's uh, HR Bill uh, 3799, uh, that where they're taking ICR and looking at codifying yeah. that. And so I don't know if you guys want to explain a little bit about what that process looks like. John, maybe you might be able to. Sure, I'll speak into that. We hear the word law used all the time, and I think it's really important to define what a law is in a big perspective. The law of the land is what you have to do. <laughs> that is what a law is. So what we have to do is often predicated by you know, a bill going through committee and then being brought into the House and then passing the Senate and then going to the president's table and getting signed. That's a very stereotypical, basic, that's the main way that laws are made. But there's also ways that to make us do what we have to do. That's the the idea of the law. There's regulatory. So sometimes there's rule changes that kind of clarify things. And then there's also legal precedents. We've seen a lot of things in the Supreme Court. And what the Supreme Court says is the law. So when we're talking about law and all these things, it's really important to know it's not just that traditional route of going through the the House and the Senate and all that. The reason I bring this up is individual coverage, health reimbursement arrangements, they were initiated by an executive order. That executive order then connected a lot of other legal documents together, and then there were rule changes, and it's very involved, and it is law. So in case people are wondering, is ICRA law? Yes, it's a law. But it's wonderful when it has brought so much positive attention that Congress people and senators can actually work together to say, 
I think that this deserves to be codified. And I love the fact that we actually are, are seeing this introduced and it's working its way through. Uh, wonderful. Thanks for bringing that up, Travis. Justin, earlier you were talking uh, to me uh, off mic and just about kind of what is, uh, how could we actually make HR 3799 even better? And basically what we're talking about is the Choice Arrangement Act uh, that's out there. And uh, what are maybe some potentials that how can we actually make ICRA even better? Because I think you, have, you, you, you brought up to me some really interesting points. Yeah, good question. So anytime a, a new law or anything new rolls out, you usually find a couple little glitches or issues with it, right? Like, so um, anything that's new, newly designed, think of a new car, right? The new C8 or a C8 uh, Corvette. There you go. A mid-engine, you know. Is that what I saw yours parked out? Uh, (laughs) Maybe, maybe someday, Travis. I'd love it if we could all all get one. you cannot use your ICRA dollars to buy a CA Corvette, <laughs> but um, no, anything anything new usually has some bugs and kinks to work out, right? Yeah. Like all the yeah. software we launch or anything. Um, so this new ICRA has been around since 2020, and it's beautiful. It's working great. Listen to the podcast. You'll hear that it's been growing leaps and bounds. Uh, so many good things to it. There is a small glitch, um, and it's what what I am labeling or calling uh, the employer glitch. And really what it has to do with is um, you can use uh, these plans, these off-exchange plans. You can get some extra tax favor. Uh, the employee's portion can be tax-free by layering a Section 125. Um, without getting too far into all the details, to keep it real simple, there's really no difference between on-exchange plans and off-exchange plans by plan design, metal level, and anything else. Uh, and the employees can pick an on-exchange plan or an off-exchange plan, which is beautiful, right? More choice, more yeah. options. Yeah. Um, it just gives them more options. So we want them to be able to pick between on-exchange or off-exchange plans. Any qualified medical plan, we want them to be able to, to use on ICRA. Yeah. The problem is that there's this weird thing written into the, the current uh, ICRA law that you can only get this extra tax savings for the employee. The employer gets the tax savings no matter what on their contribution. But the employee can only get their little extra tax savings if they pick an off-exchange plan. So the reason they did that, and I understand the reason why the lawmakers did that, they were trying to keep employees from getting tax credits and getting pre-tax favor at the same time. But the way that uh, CMS is is administering uh, ICRAs now is you have to actually identify if you're offered an ICRA, just like you were offered a group plan. And mm-hmm. if you're offered a group plan, a traditional fully insured group plan, you can't get tax credits. Nope. If you're offered a ICRA, you can't get tax credits, regardless whether you're buying on exchange or off exchange. And so I propose, or if anyone's listening to this that's part of the lawmaking process, yes. or knows someone that's part of the lawmaking process, yes. please put them in contact with us. Uh, we're sharing this with our carrier partner friends who have a lot more pool in, in, in D.C. and other areas. But what it boils down to is uh, to fix this, quote, unquote, employer glitch, let the employees buy a plan on or off exchange and let them have the same tax uh, favor as they have for off exchange plans. Let them get their let them pay for their plans with pre-tax dollars even if they're on exchange, as long as they report that it's an on-exchange plan, that they're not taking tax credits, 
let them get it the tax favor the same way they would with off exchange. I don't know if if did I make that clear, John? Does that make does that make sense? I think you have given the exact reason why they wrote it into ICRA is they were hoping in in aiming to prevent confusion for the individuals that would go and try to get plans. They didn't want these employees going out and getting subsidies or advanced premium tax credits. Justin kept saying tax credits. So in case you're wondering, those are those subsidies or, or APTCs, whichever way you've heard them, they're all the same thing. They don't want employees going and accidentally getting those because then they go and do their taxes and it's a big problem. But you've identified that CMS already fixed the application process, but predominantly fixed it. And so at this point, that particular nuance of the on versus off exchange is ultimately no longer relevant. I think there's one extra piece that they can add in over the course of time in regard to employer reporting. Now that's predominantly around large employers. Um, they did just pass the HR 3801, which is the Employer Reporting Improvement Act. It was it's very simple um, that, that just passed the U.S. House. So we'll see if it makes it through the Senate and then to the desk of the president. But that said, they know that employer reporting needs to continue to grow. We know that CMS needs to have better actual applications. So back to your question on why can you not just make it the same on versus off exchange as long as it's a qualified medical plan? Mm -hmm. I think that's totally reasonable. I think it's going to make it on its way. We just got to get loud enough that people see that it's needed. Yeah. And, it, and it's not unprecedented to also fix things. The family glitch fix. I know we were talking about that and that works right alongside ICRA really well. These fixes do happen, and so I want to encourage all of you who are listening, brokers or employers, whoever you might be, or, or your lawmakers, I, I would yeah. love if they're listening right now, um, they can get fixed. So thanks for bringing that up, Justin. Yeah. That's wonderful. And really what that would do is there is no different than um, – there's no difference between the plans on exchange and off exchange. All it does is give the employee more choice. Yeah. In some cases, and there are, some, there are certain markets – where there's not a lot of off-exchange choices and there's a ton of on-exchange cho choices so they could get a better plan uh, and have the tax savings both. So if they don't fix this, what that means is, you know, let's say um, employer, employer is offering an ICRA and some state where they don't have a lot of choices and employee, let's say Ted is an employee, he's like, well, if I pick this on-exchange plan then it's better because it has my doctors in network and I like this plan design. This is the one I want, but if I pick it, I'm going to lose, you know, $80 a month in tax savings. Yeah. That's just not, just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the reason why they did that was, well, we don't want Ted getting tax credits and an ICRA dollars at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Well, he's not going to because he has to report, I have a group plan offered to me. Just yeah. as, you know, someone yeah. can't, can't get a tax credit uh, when they're offered a group plan today. Yeah. I think that your point of pre-tax and post-tax, I don't want that to get lost in the mix because when we are talking about the employee's portion that they would pay above and beyond the contribution or allowance, the, the budget 
through the individual coverage HRA. The money they have to spend from their employer, that's tax-free. But then always tax-free. It's always tax-free. on exchange or off Yes, exchange. but then if the employee wants to add in some dollars, yeah. that is where that discrepancy is yeah. coming. And honestly, we want them putting dollars into those plans because, again, we've seen the way that it helps as those community ratings increase. So thanks for bringing that yeah, up, What Justin. it boils down to is it almost feels like they're penalized a little bit if they get an on-exchange plan. And um, that just doesn't make sense. That's why I'm calling it a glitch. Just it's a little bug to work out, right? And uh, these lawmakers can fix that. There's time before they pass a HR 3799, and uh, we're encouraging them to do so. So if you're a broker out there that's influential, um, reach out to us. We can get you a white paper. Um, want to make sure that this gets fixed so that employees have the best overall possible experience. Yeah. Your voice matters. And so work with us to work with those to just keep giving employers better and better options. Well, thank you guys for enlightening us today. This has been great. So this has been the ICRA exclusive podcast. I'm Travis Hall. I'm John Staub. And this is Justin Clements. Thanks for listening. For more information about ICRA, visit RemodelHealth.com.